Packers Daily with Jason Martinez. All right, welcome to your Friday, February 19th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. The first uh, breakdown, game recap edition of Flyers Daily in about uh, 12 days. Flyers go down in the shootout to the New York Rangers 3-2. to Come back late in that third period to get the game-tying goal and force overtime on a Joel Farabee goal. And the Flyers get a point out of it. Uh, all things considered, uh, you'll take that result after being off for 12 days and only having two practices in that time. The game, good first period, good third period, second period. Rangers really dictated the terms, took a huge shot advantage in the game. And you're going to hear Elaine Vigneault talk about uh, the lack of shots he'd like to generate more. The lack of shots in this game were not a product of the Flyers not having the puck. They did have the puck a lot in the game. And when you look at the amount of shots that the Rangers got, you know, you can look at that and say, well, they really outshot them. There wasn't a lot of high-danger chances from the New York Rangers. They're at the top of the NHL in shots generated in games. Uh, but they're 27th in the league in scoring. So uh, they're not a team that gets a tremendous amount of high-danger chances. They're not burying it uh, as well. But the Flyers get outshot in the game, but they end up uh, getting a point out of it, and they'll take that. Uh, the goal's coming from Nicholas Albe-Kubel just a minute into the game, his second of the season. And as I said, Joel Farabee tied the game uh, late in the third period with the goaltender pulled, and uh, that gave the Flyers the one point. They ultimately go down in the shootout. Only Sean Couturier scores for the Flyers in the shootout. We're going to get to some Twitter questions on the back end of this episode. Some really good ones come in uh, since the game ended uh, last night, and we'll get to a bunch of those. But first, let's hear from the Flyers head coach, Elaine Vigneault. His team's first game in 12 days and only had really one full practice with his team, at least the team that he iced in this game, not even his actual team with six players still out on COVID protocol. And now they'll have to prepare for the game in Lake Tahoe again with a very short roster of some very key players and high talent players like Jake Voracek, Claude Giroux and others. So uh, this is what the Flyers are dealing with right now. They get a point out of this game, but let's hear from the head coach after the game last night. Yeah, Evie, I know you're usually not satisfied just to get one point, but does tonight feel different because you were uh, so shorthanded and, uh, had to uh, rally late to get that point. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I like the way we played in in the first period and the third period. Uh, you know, in the first period, five on five, we didn't give them a scoring chance. Uh, they got a couple chances, five on three, and then their next chance was, uh, you know, when they scored on on their power play. So, uh, in the second period, I thought a couple of uh, miss reads on our part in the neutral zone led to some quick counters uh, on their part. But they're a highly skilled team. But uh, I really like the way we competed. Uh, you know, we tried to play a, a simple north-south game, able to come back, get that point. We lost in a, in a skill competition, uh, you know, in, in the shootout at the end. But uh, we battled hard tonight. Hey, Elaine, did you have to or did you implement any kind of strategic changes and stylistic changes just to deal with the fact you had so many new guys? Well, you know, um, I had one practice with uh, basically with our group, which was yesterday. So I didn't, uh, we didn't change uh, really anything other than uh, trying to play uh, maybe a little bit more high percentage game tonight. Uh, you know, we knew that, uh, you know, that team uh, was going to play with an edge tonight. Uh, I thought in the first period, again, five on five, we didn't give them a scoring chance. Uh, we played extremely well and we lost the momentum a little bit in that second due to, uh, neutral zone decisions there, but uh, even though they scored that goal, uh, we were still right there. Pulled the goalie, were able to tie it up, and uh, 
unfortunately, we weren't able to get it done in the shootout, but it wasn't from a lack of compete on our part or, or a lack of trying to make, uh, you know, the right plays at the right times. Um, how different, if at all, um, is preparation for Sunday? Uh, well, uh, it's an 11 o'clock start, uh, so we found that out uh, just a little bit before the game there. So we're basically uh, going to try and keep our, our, our bodies on the, in the same time zone, which 11 o'clock that time will be 2 p.m. for us uh, if we manage to do it, and we should be able to do it, no issues. Uh, you know, we're flying in tomorrow after practice. We've got an 8 a.m practice the next day which is really 11 o'clock body times for us and uh, what we're going to do is uh, do uh, uh, two meetings the night before uh, before the game and we'll have a quick one in the morning before we go out for warm-up and uh, we should be good to go maybe hey, um, some games where you guys have been outshot have been really you know a puck possession thing tonight the rangers blocked a lot of shots you know and, and they were there were shots that missed the net. Too. Were you more happy with the process in the offensive zone tonight? Uh, like I said, I, you know, five on five, I, I really thought that uh, our game was uh, the way it had to be to, to give ourselves a chance to, to win this game. Uh, you know, obviously we had some some new bodies, but we went in there, no excuses. We needed to to skate hard and and uh, make the high percentage plays. And, you know, for the most part, except for a, a small little stretch there in that second period, uh, I really liked our overall game. Uh, I was just wondering what you thought of Carter Hart's game, and I'm assuming he'll, he'll start Sunday. Uh, yeah, I haven't told my goalie who I'm playing Sunday yet, so I'm going to do that tomorrow. But uh, there's no doubt that... Uh, Carter did what uh, a good goaltender's got to do, and he's got to give your your team a chance to to win and, and be in games, and that's what Carter did right uh, from the start. Wasn't really tested very much other than that five-on-three in the first period, but after that, especially in that second period there, he had to make some big, big saves for us, and he did. Hey, Lane. Um, just to follow up on, on Bill's question from a few minutes ago about the shots on goal, you guys finished with 22 tonight, but it felt like you guys had the puck for a lot longer than you would think for only having 22 shots, and that's kind of been a theme this year. Is is that an issue in your eyes, or is that just kind of a one-game anomaly here, for, in your opinion? No, you know, you're know, you right. We are not getting uh, enough shots on the, on the net, and if you look at the you know, a, a second goal is a perfect example of, you know, getting shots through and trying to create scramble. That's an area that, uh, you know, we've been talking about. We haven't been able to work at it lately, but uh, in the, the few practices that we will get here moving forward, it's definitely uh, something that we'd like to improve on. And I'm very confident that we, we can be better at getting shots through, creating those scrambles in front and and creating those second and third opportunities that you need to create in this league to score some goals. Elaine Vigneault happy with the effort. Doesn't love the result, but you don't hate this result in this situation either. Let's get to some Twitter questions. We have not done Twitter questions after a game in a long time, so let's get right to them. And we start with Jake, who tweets in, J-A-K-E-Z-I-T-H says, what do you think about Nicholas Albe-Kubel's game tonight? Thought he had the best game as a forward behind Coots. I thought he was really good. I, I said this at the first intermission on the radio broadcast, that I thought that was the best period of hockey that Nicholas Albe-Kubel has played all season. He was really straight line, getting in on the forecheck, creating offense, creating opportunities, moving his feet. I thought he was really good in the first and third period, like the team was, and I thought he was a big catalyst for the Flyers. Was he the second-best player in the team? Perhaps. Um, I don't know if I want to break it down that far, but I thought he was very good in the game. And I thought I think that before the postponements and 
this little break in the schedule came that he's a guy that needs to take his game back to a different level. I think he was playing at a different level last year. He's had moments this year, but I think he needs to just simplify his game a little bit, be the four checker that he is, because when he's getting in on that four check, he can be ferocious in that manner and create opportunities for a fourth line. He's playing up in the lineup, obviously, now with so many guys out, uh, but he's a guy that can be a very effective four checker for this team. Uh, at Little Bird Ray tweets in and says, did the officiating feel a little off this game? Said not in the sense of bad calls or missed ones losing us the game, more like premature whistles or that penalty shot call. I don't think it directly influenced points, but it made the game pace a bit strange. Yeah, maybe a little bit, um, right? Uh, I didn't like the call um, for the penalty shot. That was not a penalty shot worthy infraction. Now, it ended up not mattering because Bushnevich had a horrible move on that penalty shot attempt. But a penalty shot should only be called when the player is, by an act of a penalty, forbidden from taking the shot because the penalty was that egregious or it severely affects the the, the quality of that breakaway chance. And what Ivan Provorov did, did neither of those things. I thought it was a terrible call. I'm not one that blames referees, but that was a bogus, bad call. Now, I'd take the penalty shot over killing a two-minute power play because the goaltender, in this case Carter Hart, is good at handling those penalty shots and shootout attempts. That being said, in the shootout, he gave up two goals, but to two elite players in Capo Caco and Artemi Panarin. And boy, those guys will keep you guessing. And that's one of the things I saw tonight. Oh, Hart wasn't very good in the shootout. He looked, he looked terrible in the shootout. Well, when you got those guys, guys like Kako taken at the top of the draft, uh, a guy like Panarin, who's one of the elite players in the league, they will keep you guessing. They've got multitudes of moves. And if, if I'm remembering correctly, Carter Hart's not a guy that likes to break down video of what guys have done previously in shootouts. Now, there's... Two elements to that. One, if if you're a goalie that does like that, you like to learn some tendencies. You like to figure out what they like to do. But that can also be a negative because you're then going, oh, he loves to pull it to his forehand. And, you know, fake backhand, pull it to his forehand, and, and go high bar under over my blocker. If he doesn't do that and you're leaning that, then you look ridiculous. So I, I think you just got to take them as they come, and I believe Carter Hart is a guy that is of that mindset. But th- those are two elite guys with – high-end skill, and they got them. They both got them. Good moves, and they both got them. Um, Ryan tweets in, Ryan Claggett, and he says, why has the power play been so awful? Also seems like guys uh, are missing their favorite fan chant of, shoot! He goes, I know Jake probably misses it. Look, I, I broke this down in the broadcast. AV talked about it. You heard it there, too. And they do want to generate more shots on goal. But, you know, the Flyers are 31st in the NHL in shots per game but they're fourth in scoring. The Rangers are second in shots per game, but 27th in scoring. Again, I'll say it to one blue in the face. Not every shot is created equal. A lot of the the first period, the, the Rangers didn't have a single high-danger scoring chance. They had very limited high-danger chances in the game. So you can pound me with 30 shots as a goaltender, and if they're all from the outside or clear-sighted and – you know, no layered screens or deflections, then I'll take that as a goalie. 
that's not going to wear Carter Hart down getting 33 clear-sighted shots. It's the sustained zone time that wears goaltenders down more than the actual shots. I think we're so caught up in the shot total number. It's when the puck is in your zone as a goalie, you are in, you're physically engaged in your crouch position and you're following the play with tremendous precision and your body is locked. The longer the puck's in there, that's what wears a goalie down. It's not just the actual shot of going down and getting up or making the save. It's the zone time that will wear a goaltender down. Uh, Nikki Knack 21 says, how do you feel about the performance tonight considering the skeleton lineup? Do you think any taxi squad changes are made before Sunday? I doubt there's any changes because I just don't know how much deeper you're going to go before Sunday. Apparently, they're not going to get any of the players back, but I don't expect any changes before the game on Sunday, but you never know with Elaine Vino. He may see something in a matchup against a team that he's pretty familiar with this season in the Bruins, who the Flyers have gone 0-2-2 against, uh, to make some kind of change in his lineup, but I'm not sure what that would be. Uh, uh, Bryce Harler, not Bryce Harper, Bryce Harler tweets in and says, going to miss guys like 28 and 93 on Sunday, guys that seem to step up in outdoor games, do you think that Coots lines uh, continues to capture the majority of the ice time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that line is your highest pedigree line with Sean Couturier, James Van Riemsdyk, and Joel Farabee. And yeah, you're going to get them on the ice as much as you can. Absolutely. And you're going to get Couturier on the ice as much as you can against the Patrice Bergeron line. So it's it's not like that line's just going to drive offense. They, they've also got a very big defensive task at hand, and that's to control that perfection line. With you know, you know, you look at that line and Bergeron, Marchand, and Pasternak. Uh, if you can come out net positive, Couturier's line versus that line, then you're going to win the hockey game on most nights. Ninety nine tweets in and says, "Which weeks do you think AV makes before Sunday? Does Patrick Nolan Patrick have to step up and carry his line a little bit more? Um, I think Nolan Patrick's been good defensively, good in the neutral zone, good at moving his feet. I think in the offensive zone." You want to see Nolan Patrick get to the middle a little bit more to get in inside in the house. You know, we always say in hockey, um, we want to protect the house. That's the the square area, the high danger area in the slot around the net. He seems to be kind of playing on the outside a little bit. I'd like to see him invade the house a little bit more because you'll pick up goals, just scrappy goals going to that area. And if you get pucks to the net, then then you'll pick up some goals in, in that regard. And plus, you really make it difficult on the other team's defense when you're getting into the house because you have to be accounted for in that area. On the outside, sometimes you can go to certain spots on the outside and you go, he's a very little consequence to me, so I can protect the house more in this area because he's out there, a certain player. Um Mike Deej tweets in and says, what would your game plan against Boston be on Sunday with the roster in its current state? I'd like to see them go into a defensive shell and try to win a low-scoring game. Well, you may not have a choice. I wouldn't go into any kind of defensive shell because when you have some of the firepower that Boston has, I can't sit back and let them dictate the terms and just try and limit it. No. Uh, To me, I have to play in their end as much as possible. So what I do is I get in the red line, I dump the puck behind their defense, and I go straight line and I pound their D. Uh, it's a simple game plan, and in the game uh, last night, I, I saw a lot of cross-corner soft dumps, and that gives you an opportunity to get in on the forecheck from the other side of the ice. So if you're coming up the left side of the ice at, with the puck and you cross-corner dump it into the right corner, 
if, if it's a strategic decision, that got, that right winger or the, the forward on the right side of the ice knows it's coming and will just get on his horse and start busting it to that corner of the ice, get the soft dump in the corner and establish the forecheck that way. That's what I would do. Logan G tweets in and says, the team came out of the gate fast but seemed to slow down considerably near the end of the first and the rest of the game. Why? Why do... What do they need to do better to have a good game against Boston on Sunday? Well, they came out of the gate really good. I was surprised how they came out of the gate, considering they've been off for 12 days and had a, basically like a practice and a half. Uh, they had, I thought they had a really good first period, even though they got outshot in the period. Uh, in the second period, the Rangers pushed back, and, and they grabbed momentum. And the adrenaline of getting back on the ice also wore off for the Flyers. I thought in the third period, though, so I totally disagree with you about the, the fact that they look like they slowed down the rest of the game because I thought in the third period that was their best period of the game. Christian Junta tweets in and says, what do you think of the Flyers' defense in their own zone in this game? Uh, I thought they played pretty solid team defense. I thought they did too. I I thought structurally they were pretty good in the game. It's amazing that uh, they were that good structurally in in the game considering they haven't played in almost two weeks and only had the one one and a half practices. But um, I thought that they, they, look, the Rangers are not playing well. They're not having a good season. They do have some really good players. Mika Zibanejad, really good player. Artemi Panarin, heart-level player. Uh, but they're not playing great. But I, all things considered, I think it was a good showing considering what they've gone through in the past couple of weeks. Uh, last question, Nolan Rogers. Why is this team year in and year out so bad in the shootout? I think they have the worst shootout record since it was instituted way back in the early 2000s. There's no rhyme or reason to it. They had some really big shootout wins last year. I mean, they went in on a Saturday and Sunday and beat Toronto and Boston on back-to-back nights on the road, both in the shootout. They had the Brad Marchand shootout win last year at the Wells Fargo Center where he whiffed on the puck. Uh, It's not been as bad as it was and more pronounced as it was early in the existence of the shootout, but they still aren't great at it. But they are a team that's built to win in the three-on-three overtime. They didn't do that last night, but they are a team that's built to, to do well when they have their full complement of talent with guys like Jake Voracek and Claude Giroux and, and Scott Lawton, who all have overtime game winners in the three-on-three. Uh, they're without them right now, and that's what's in the cards for this team. All right, that's going to put a wrap on this episode of Flyers Daily. Coming up in tomorrow's episode, we're going to speak with Flyers forward Sean Couturier. Uh, He has missed a lot of hockey so far this year, but in the games that he has played since coming back from the injury, he's looked pretty darn good. Had three points in his first game back against the Washington Capitals back on February 7th, another point in the game last night, an assist. So we'll talk to Sean Couturier in tomorrow's episode. Everybody, have a great Friday. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Flyers Daily. 